today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, let's bring in Simon Palomar, Research Assistant Center for International Governance Innovation. He is with us now. Simon, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. No problem, Scott. You know, we chatted what's next. I guess this is what's next. Why has Donald Trump's attention now, you know, moved to, to Iran? I mean, is he, he seems to be using the same sort of language he was using with Kim Jong-un a while back. Is this just another distraction away from Russia? You know, your, your guess is probably as good as mine or as good as anybody's as to how the, the president decides to, you know, pick his targets for his rhetoric and the timing, et cetera. But, you know, this this rather unfortunate tweet last night, I mean, it does seem in many ways, you know, like a, a an effort to, you know, shift the, uh, shift the discussion, shift the media cycle. Um, it puts him on stronger footing because even if the president's views on Iran are fairly extreme. He's uh, closer to most Republicans, Democrats, and viewing Iran as a problem than, you know, his views on Russia, where he really does stand apart from the rest of the American government. And uh, with sanctions uh, getting ready to be reimposed on Iran in about two weeks, it's probably a good time for him to, you know, point to one of his, uh, let's say, relative successes, relative foreign policy successes, where, you know, he was able to... uh, more or less single-handedly dismantle or at least cripple uh, the Iranian nuclear deal without too much opposition. So it, it does feel mostly like, uh, you know, an effort to to pump up his supporters and to, to take attention away from his less-than-successful Helsinki summit. Uh, and again, getting back to the Helsinki summit, you know, many prior to that characterized Donald Trump as being a bully, a bull in a china shop. He'd go in, he'd put his adversaries back on their heels, uh, art of the deal, all of this stuff. And then, you know, even leaves the, the queen standing, you know, 10, 12 minutes before he shows up late for his meeting with her. Then, of course, uh, ends up waiting an hour for Putin and looks weak and, 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 and the UK call him a, a Putin poodle and such. Is this his way of looking tough again to the American people by seeing by saying, no, look, this guy's an enemy and look, I hate him. I don't love our enemies. Yeah, I certainly think that's part of it. I mean, I just pointed out um, Vladimir Putin, that that playbook he used, keeping Trump waiting, uh, coming out uh, from the meeting room, looking very confident, almost almost strutting, kind of uh, lording over the microphone. That's that's classic Putin. He's done that to many other world leaders, not just Trump. So Trump is just, uh, I think, an, a, a, another uh, that's another win for Vladimir Putin. That's how he likes to negotiate and talk. So I think part of this is, yeah, lots of Democrats don't like the government in Iran. Lots of Republicans don't like the government in Iran. They may not all agree about what the right policy is, but they can all agree that you know. Iran so it's a common fight. it's a common yeah. fight for him. Exactly. So this is a safe one for the president, even if. His tweet last night was intemperate, silly, not not a credible threat. It's still much more solid footing that he can say, look, this is a serious issue that my predecessor bungled, and I'm going to deal with it correctly. Uh, you talked about the tweet. Here it is, and, and it's all in capital letters. And my goodness, you know, even thinking about the president of the United States tweeting something all in capitals like this and threatening another world leader. It just seems so wrong on so many different fronts. But the tweet is in caps, never ever threaten the United States again or you will suffer 
consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. So does that mean he'll start a war over rhetoric or being called names or demented words or violence? Like, what the hell does that say? Well, it's, it, it's a great question, because the, the speech from Iranian President Hassan Rouhani, which apparently set this response off, it was a fairly benign piece, a fairly benign speech, I should say. You know, Rouhani gave some words about, you know, if the United States wants war, it will be a, you know, a terrible war, so you shouldn't declare war on us. But if you want peace with us, it'll be a, you know, a wonderful peace. We'll be able to trade, we'll become wealthy, almost a, 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 a Trump-like sort of message. So... It's a completely, you know, incredible and incredible in the sense that it's not believable statement from the president. We've seen this before. You know, last summer, fire and fury in that infamous comment. That wasn't in reference to North Korea testing another ballistic missile. It was in reference to them threatening to test another ballistic missile. And obviously there was no follow through. There was no, you know, retaliation for uh, the North Korean government using you know, improper language. So, you know, the reaction, you know, around the world, if you'll read the English language around you, press, et cetera, read uh, reactions in other capitals, everybody's just kind of shrugging it. You know, this is unfortunately the way this president operates. It doesn't make him very credible or believable, but it's just kind of, you know, par for the course. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.